Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHL Bears podcast. Happy Thursday as we can slowly start to accept what this Bears roster looks like and ease into Labor Day weekend, take a little bit of a break, and then yeah. come back for week one. Herb Howard in the house. What's up, Herb? Oh, what's going on, man? Happy to be here, man. It's football time. Real football. Yes, finally. finally. We, can, uh, we can just get into the Packers next week and have a real game week. It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. But there are some more roster moves this morning we got to discuss. Um, We are hoping to check in with Nicholas Moriano at House Hall at some point. We're also hoping to hear from Jim Nagy, who is the executive director of the Senior Bowl, Uh, working on some technology issues right there, working that out with Jim, and hopefully he'll be able to join us here because there's a lot of guys on this Bears roster of rookies that were – you know, going back to January, it all started in Mobile. That's what their slogan is, yeah. right? It all starts in Mobile? Yeah, no, I think that, you know, it was, it was a relatively big story about the Bears, you know, having their coaches down there and getting that up-close look at a lot of those kids. But I think they cashed in on it. They really, you know, took that time to heart, and they, they, they built some relationships with some of those guys and really evaluated some of those guys and, and drafted a lot of them. So uh, hopefully you know, we'll see, you know, how those careers go. But all of it certainly could go back to Mobile. Uh, absolutely. And um, – the Tyson Bajan story starts there, darn all right. So whether it's the first round pick or the guy that is now on the roster as an undrafted free agent, might be the backup, might not be. We're going to get into that in a second. Um, Jim Nagy knows a lot about them. So uh, off the top, though, we got to make sure that you are aware and should be at this point of our tailgates that are coming fast. Uh, The official CHGO tailgate, absolute best in the city, new and improved this year, even better than it was last year. Uh, Come out and join us. Includes food, includes Goose Island. Everything you need uh, is going to be at this tailgate. You go to our events page, allchgo.com slash events, and join us. It's a week from Sunday. So uh, tickets are going fast. And we're really excited about these. I know nobody's more excited than Greg Reggs Jr., who has spent his entire vacation this week uh, talking and working on this tailgate. No, I'm happy, man. I'm looking forward to those. You know I'm going to pop up on y'all and come come hang out a little bit before some of those games. So I'm looking forward to it. I got a real good spot right over there off Sir Mac and Wabash. Uh, it's going to be super dope. Yeah, it's um, uh, we're really excited about it, and we're going to have a lot of fun. It'll be awesome having you there. Uh, we will be. We also got our pregame shows in the morning, obviously, but w- even those of us that are on the pregame, we're going to be stopping by there early, hanging out with the people. Can't wait. It's one of the best parts of this job and the best parts of what we do at CHGO. So get those tickets now, wow. allchgo.com slash events. 
Um, so there was some news that we kind of expected. Adam Johns, in fact, hinted at this this morning on Hogan Johns that when when everything was said and done, Nathan Peterman could actually be yeah. signed back to the 53, yeah. not just the practice squad. That's what ended up happening, which m- explains why neither Matt Eberflus or Ryan Poles wanted to commit to Tyson Bajan yeah. as the backup quarterback. Yeah, they were real hesitant, you know, in, in, in answering that question about whether or not he'd be the number two. You know, they were saying things like we're still working through that process and seeing what it looks like. And I think that ideally they probably just don't want – the undrafted rookie out of D2, Shepard, to really be taking meaningful snaps when the Green Bay Packers get here. Now, that's not to say that that can't change by week three, week four, that they may feel a little bit more comfortable with him right now. But I think that if, worst-case scenario, something was to happen to Justin in the middle of that Green Bay game, they would probably prefer uh, a veteran like Nate Peterman to come in more than they would Tyson Bajan, albeit, you know, what, what he's shown so far this summer. But a lot of that, you know, a lot of those reps have been against backups and twos and threes and things like that. So, you know, when it's real and the Green Bay Packers are here with their, you know, eight first-round picks on defense, I don't know that they want Tyson Bajan in there right now. Well, it's also about, like, mastery of the offense, right? Yeah. Nathan Peterman was here last year yeah. um, in the room the entire year. So in terms of, like, the amount of playbook that you'd probably open up if Justin Fields were to go down, um, I, I get it. We'll get into that conversation um, a little bit later in depth about which way they should go. But um, I want to bring in Jim Nagy, who is the executive director of the Senior Bowl. So much of this Bears offseason, I feel like, goes back to the Senior Bowl with Luke Getze coaching there. A lot of these guys that we're talking about, including Bajent, were at the Senior Bowl. Um, Jim, are you there? Yeah, you got me? Yeah, I think we got you. We can hear you loud and clear. Um, we appreciate you taking some time. I know it's busy because you're jumping in the college football season again uh, this week as well. But I saw you. This all started this week when I saw your tweet about how uh, Tyson Bajan called you this week and you had a chance to talk to him. Um, it's obviously a really cool story. I'm sure in all the years you've been involved in scouting and, and since you've been with the Senior Bowl, you know how uncommon it is to have an undrafted free agent quarterback really rise to the level that Tyson Bajan has uh, this summer with the Chicago Bears. Um, I don't know if you want to share any of that conversation or if you can, but just what's your, been your reaction to this whole story? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a huge story that an undrafted quarterback makes it. And uh, it's an even bigger story, uh, like I heard you guys just talking about, if he's actually the number two, right? Um, and I agree with everything that was said about, you know, maybe in three or four weeks, if they're bringing back Peterman now to be the two, maybe in three or four weeks that changes and they'll feel more comfortable with Tyson. Or depending on the, the, the uh, you know, how the length of if Justin Fields were to be out, I think that would di- dictate things too. Um, if it's just a short, if it's a short stopgap week or two, maybe Peterman, if not, if it's long-term, let's put the young guy in and roll with him and get him reps. Um, so, so no, I, I, what I, one thing I don't think they need to worry about with, uh, with Tyson is ruining Tyson, right? Like sometimes you throw a young guy to the wolves too early and it can, it can hurt his confidence and his mental makeup. Like I can say confidently that, that knowing Tyson, like that would not that would not be the case with him, man. Like this dude is the way he was raised. If you've done any homework on how Tyson was raised and the story was really well documented through senior bowl week and his dad being a, a world champion arm wrestler. I mean, his dad is an alpha male. He was raised by that kind of guy. So he's, uh, he's more than equipped to handle that, but no, man, it's a, it's a great story. And there's some great takeaways from senior bowl week of him being 
being around Luke Getze. And then, uh, you know, we gave a VIP credential to, uh, to every team that had a coach participating in the game. So that was 16 different teams had, had a VIP pass for a front office member. And uh, Ryan Poles used it, Ryan, you know, and it, it was non-transferable. You couldn't like, you know, spread it around the group. Like whoever got it at the beginning of the week, that's who had it for the week. And it was, it was Ryan. And uh, again, so there's great takeaways. He was in the, he was in meeting rooms with, with Tyson. And, and again, when they drafted Darnell, Wright, I mean, Ryan told me when they, I, I texted him after they picked Darnell and he was like, yeah, man, I sat right behind him in offensive line meetings and watched him take notes. So, uh, yeah, Poles did his homework, man. He on Tyson and Darnell, the whole class. So, uh, yeah, it's a really, it's a really cool story. I mean, it sounds like you are a lot to thank for the Bears draft class this year in terms of <laughs> giving them that access and making sure they can see those guys. Let me ask you this about, about Tyson. Obviously, he's handled the football part of this process well, but what about his mental makeup and, you know, just mentally, emotionally leads you to believe that he's able to handle I know you just talked about how, kind of his, his upbringing, but in your, you know, personal dealings with him, what have you seen that, that, that allows you to think that he can go from that relative anonymity at Shepard to being a guy who could ascend to being the Chicago Bears number two quarterback yeah it's a really good question um because when you're in scouting we talk about that a lot like our guys ready to make that jump especially small school guys or, or guys that haven't been out of a certain environment right um are they ready to move to an nfl city and take on that pressure um i guess what i'd say about tyson is you know i flew out there to give him his invite we do some like small school kind of in-person invite process we started doing that three or four years ago been some really cool moments you know um we gave tyson his invite in front of all his teammates after a practice going into one of their playoff games or i think it was maybe it was their last regular season game and uh just to see the reaction of the teammates and just kind of an organic show of love from his teammates man like this guy was revered um across the board i mean they went nuts when uh when we showed up to give tyson his invite but going back to that day, just had just talking to him and talking to his dad and then spending the week with him in Mobile, like he is mature beyond his years. I mean, we, I mean, it's just a, a small thing, but I think what what kind of shows what Tyson's made of, kind of how he's wired as a teammate, as a as a mature young man is, you know, he threw his name in the portal last year and uh, he had offers. He had offers from Maryland. In West Virginia, which is, if you know, if you know your West West Virginia geography, which I didn't before I went to Shepherdstown, West Virginia, um, it sits kind of right on the Maryland West Virginia border. So those were the two bordering schools. They both they both offered him Power Five programs, right? Um, and he really wanted a blue blood. He he wanted USC, Notre Dame. He wanted one of those schools to come out and get him. And because uh, he, he really wanted to feel like if I'm going to make that jump, I want to make the jump to the highest level, which to me speaks, speaks of Tyson's confidence. Yeah. Um, you know, so again, he turned down West Virginia and Maryland and said, you know what, if, if that's what it's going to be, I'm going to stay here with my guys and we're going to try to win a national championship. Um, so it, it talks, it speaks to his team orientation and it also speaks to his confidence that he was ready to go to a Notre Dame or a USC uh, and wasn't afraid about being the guy at a place like that. So, yeah, man, he's he's pretty unique from uh, from a mental makeup standpoint. Yeah, and even just hearing that yesterday, we had a chance to talk to him in a press conference yesterday. Just he's definitely got that "why not me" attitude. He doesn't really care what school he came from, um, and I think that that served him well in this process. Jim, I want to go back to I hadn't heard that uh, VIP pass thing before from you guys. So, so the teams coaching in the Senior Bowl basically get that one pass. It sounds like it just gives them all access to the meetings and everything behind the scenes too. Is it relative? 
correct me if I'm wrong. I just want to make sure that's what it is. And then is it common for the general manager to take advantage of that or, or who usually uses that? But either way, it sounds like Ryan Poles took advantage. Yeah, that was, uh, I don't know. It's, I can't answer that because last year was the first year we did it. Um, last year was the first year that we had the, the blended staffs. You know, for 73 straight years, we had full NFL staffs coaching our game. Um, and then we did not have that format last year. We had a collection of non-playoff team coaches. So um, just to do a little something different and, and create value for the, for the teams, that's something that we came up with. And, uh, and there was, you know, I, I think there was a couple other GMs, but uh, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look, look at our notes and who got those passes. But uh, I mean, I, I'm in those meetings. I'm around the, the team areas quite a bit. And uh, Ryan was there all the time. He was, uh, he was a constant presence throughout the week. Well, regardless, a you know it wasn't just Tyson Bajan, obviously. Right. Hey, there was a first round pick, uh, top, yeah, 10. top ten, uh, <laughs> Tarno, right? Uh, that that had a good week down there with you guys in Mobile. Um, what do you remember just about the Bears' involvement with him, and and just in general what Darnell Wright accomplished? Because it sure seems like he's a plug and play starter for this team. In fact, there's no doubt he's the he's the week one right tackle for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, um, and you got to remember they also took Tyreek Stevenson in the second, and I think Zach Pickens in the third. So, yep. um, yeah, they it was it was time well spent in Mobile for Poles and those guys. Um, you know, with Tyson it, again, I think it's just the time in the meeting room. And again, it wasn't just Coach Getzey. I want to say they had four or five coaches in our game. They had they had quite. I mean, um, Ryan nominated a lot of good coaches from that Bear staff. So. Um, I know Coach Borgonzi was down here. Coach Polk was down here. Yep. Um, so those guys were around all our players. And, and that's one of the huge takeaways from the week is the meeting room, right? Like how these guys learn, how they process. Um, and not only that, but how they are on the practice field and how they bounce back after tough reps. I mean, you're not going to go through the week just you know, lighten it up. You know, you're not you, – if you're if you're Darnell Wright and you're in one-on-ones all week against the best defensive, you know, lineman in the country, you're going to lose some reps. and to be down on the field and just see body language and facial expression and just the little things that you can't see on normal tape when a guy gets beat. I mean, those are great takeaways. So, um, yeah, Darnell, I mean, he, he probably made more money than anybody in Mobile last year. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, part of our process, once we get these guys scouted from our staff, I mean, a big part of what we do is kind of vet out our roster with, with you know, friends of mine in the NFL. I mean, that's the, the value of having relationships. And so we get on the phone with you know the goal every year is about half the league and we'll get a a director of player personnel or a gm or somebody that has access to all their grades um and we just kind of compare notes on players and so you know i I can i can speak with with pretty 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 certainty that you know darnell for most teams was a a second or third round player like middle is second Mm -hmm. and uh some teams might have had him a little higher and so for him to go up to all the way to the top 10 i mean he he really he had a great week. He locked people down. And what I, what I liked that the Bears did, you know, just from a big picture standpoint on the offensive line was they left Braxton Jones alone. They let him go into year two. They didn't shake his confidence. Uh, I think he showed enough last year as a first year player, um, especially for a guy that was seen as quote unquote developmental. I mean, we had Braxton in the game as well. And uh, that was that was my knock on him watching tape was lower body strength. Like, is this guy going to be strong enough to hold up as a rookie? That's why I thought. He was going to need at least a, a year in training, um, but they're rolling into year two because because he's a left tackle athlete. I mean, Braxton Jones has the athleticism to play left tackle in that league. They left him there, and they and even though they spent a, a, a for, you know a top ten pick on Darnell, they're playing him at right tackle, a position that a lot of fans don't think 
you know, they think a top 10 tackle should be playing on the left side and that the organization didn't care about that outside noise. They're, they're playing Darnell at his, at his position. And, and I'll say this, going back to Darnell's evaluation, he was a much better player on the right side than the left side. I mean, we had a late round grade on Darnell right off his junior tape at left tackle. And we had him all the way to up to the set. We, we, I think we moved him from the sixth round to the second round um, from the summer to the end of the fall. He just is one of those guys that look way more comfortable on the right side. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry I got long-winded on that answer, but, but uh, yeah, just hitting on those guys, that's, that's the best I can give you. No, that's good stuff, Jim. You've been doing this long enough to know or at least compile a list of, of things that you think are most important or, or the greatest indicators of, of success at the NFL level. How do, the, how do the guys that the Bears had at the Senior Bowl stack up? And, and what are those three things that you're looking for? And then do the Bears guys that were at the Senior Bowl have those things? Yeah, I mean, you, you always look at the, the physical ceiling, the athletic ceiling of a player, right? It's, it's human performance. So you're looking at all the height, weight, speed. People always ask all the time, like, what's, you know, what, are they, what do you look for as a scout? I mean, if you want to boil it down to its simplest form, it's height, weight, speed. I mean, that's the league. It's big, fast, strong. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm coming from Seattle. That was my last, my last stop was with the Seahawks. Obviously, we put a premium on length at every position out there. Uh, so that's carried over into how we try to build the roster down here. I just think big, long, fast athletes. And Tyreek Stevenson's a great example of that. You know, a big, long guy with, uh, with a really high ceiling. And then I think what, what, where guys make it and don't make it at the next level is kind of their mental preparedness. Whether that, I think that's part, partly intelligence. Right to pay, and I'm not talking about being book smart. I'm talking about being football smart um, and being able to pick up a system and have instincts and and all the mental makeup to play. And then also the confidence piece and the maturity piece that um, they're ready to be a pro. Because the biggest difference now than when I got into the NFL 25 years ago is that it is a, it is a way less patient league than it was 25 years ago. You used to be able to ride out, you know, a rookie all the way through his rookie contract and wait for it to come if it wasn't clicking right away. Now teams are cutting bait pretty quickly. You saw that on cut down day the last couple of days. I mean, teams are teams are cutting loose guys that were third and fourth round draft picks just a year ago. Yeah. Um, so it's it's an unforgiving league, man. So I would if, I mean, that's a that's a hard question. That's a really big picture question. But um, I would just say that the athletic physical ceiling of a player in the, in the mental makeup. Jim, last thing I have for you, um, the one guy we haven't discussed is Roshan Johnson. Um, I, I'm just curious, you know, it, how how tough of an evaluation that can be, especially in this transfer day and age where, you know, if a guy's not playing, he usually goes somewhere else to get a starting job. Roshan Johnson definitely could have done that if he wanted to, but he stays behind B. John Robinson. Um, what did – what was your evaluation of him? How tough of that was that to look at a guy who was playing backup? Because here he is with the Bears, and already, I mean, the conversation here in Chicago is he's looked pretty good. Can he push for legitimate, meaningful carries as a rookie? Yeah, it wasn't that hard of an evaluation, honestly. Um, especially now that you can, now that tape is digitized and you can sort up all his carries and targets. <laughs> and uh, back in the day when you had to scroll through hours and hours of tape without, uh, <laughs> you know, when it was all on the beta tape, but no, it was easy, man. We just, we watched all his touches from his time at Texas and um, a really good player, really cool background, former quarterback, right? So kind of still new to the position, um, really good special teams player that made it easy. Um, and when you go to Texas and you talk to the people on the staff, we, we've got some really good ties on that staff at Texas. 
Uh, I was just there a couple weeks ago, actually, and everyone I ran into was asking about Roshan. You know, I mean, he's a, he's a special he's a special dude now. I mean, that that guy's eventual captain material. I'd be I'd be shocked if he's not a captain of the Chicago Bears here in the next few years. So, um, you know what you're getting that way, which uh, you don't. You, most teams don't get a lot of leadership out of the running back room. I think they're going to get that out of Roshan. Um, and he's got three down skills. He can protect the quarterback. He can catch it out of the backfield. Um, so I saw a guy that's got a potential to be an NFL starting running back. And, and again, we're big fans of Khalil Herbert down here, too, because we had Khalil in the game. And I think he's a heck of a runner whenever he's got his chance in Chicago. He's, he's, he's had some really good games for him. So um, I think that's a nice one-two punch. And, uh, but, but no, Roshan was kind of an easy eval because you, you, knew that you knew the dude you were dealing with. I mean, that guy, whatever you think his physical ceiling is, he's going to hit it um, just because the football makeup and personal, personal character is off the charts. Jim, are you on the road this weekend? I mean, what should we be looking for on the uh, college football slate? Yeah, man, we're on the road every weekend. I'll be, uh, <laughs> I'm hanging close to home. I'm actually going over to Tulane, which is only a couple-hour drive here from Mobile. Um, maybe the best group of five game of the entire football season is going to be Tulane against South Alabama. Um, both those teams won double-digit games last year. Um, both teams have draftable quarterbacks, potentially draftable quarterbacks in that game. And uh, but as a staff, we've got we've got a 10 person staff of all former NFL scouts and we're going to be at um, 16 games here starting tonight. We're going to be at Yukon uh, NC State. So we'll be uh, we'll be all over the place, man. If you follow us on Twitter, you'll be seeing a lot of uh, prospect videos that I'll be cranking out this weekend. Super, super busy stuff, man. Y'all do great work. Thanks so much for coming through. We really appreciate it. That was a lot of good stuff, man. You talk about yeah. the, the jump that, that Braxton made, I mean, that Darnell made, having the six-round grade on the left side, second, third-round grade on the right side, and then elevating to the top ten basically off what he did that week. That's phenomenal stuff. Yeah. Jim, Jim thanks again, man. We, we really appreciate it. You've been a great host even to the media coming out there. I know we've taken advantage of it. Uh, our all-city parent company, all of our cities that we have shows in, and we appreciate it. It's such a great resource. So thank you so much. Yeah, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a good weekend. All right. There he is, Jim Nagy. He was going to be busy. Super. With the staff, all those games. I was trying to get in this morning. I was listening to uh, another podcast I like to listen to, the Solid Verbal, just to get mm-hmm. in the college football. Because um, we got to, you know, got to have the. It's here. Right? I got to figure out what I'm gambling on tonight. See, I was talking I more mean, about. Like, Graham Mertz is the, is the starting quarterback at Florida. Florida? What is Enjoy wrong? that. Enjoy that, Florida. How is Billy Napier? doesn't have another guy. Has Nick named one yet, Saban? Uh, wait, what? Nick Saban didn't put out a depth chart for the oh, first time in oh, 17 yeah. and years then he blamed because the media. he didn't want to announce his quarterback. And then he blamed the media yeah. for it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. He'll find someone. Tim Brando went nuts on him on Twitter. It was pretty funny. Yeah. He, like, went off on Saban. Yeah. <laughs> I also heard that Saban has smiled more than ever in, this, wow. in press conferences during the preseason. Hearing Jim Nagy say he's going to Tulane just made me think of Tajay Sharp again, though. Uh, mm. What mm. about Mooney? Tajay Sharp, man, if he wasn't behind uh, – uh, Jesus Christ! The, the, the starting the starting running back for the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry. Derek Henry. Derek Henry. Yeah, that's Henry. his name. It's been a long week, guys. He he went to Alabama. Yes. With uh, if Tajay Sharp wasn't behind Derrick Henry, I would think he'd be a Tajay Sharp would be a sleepy f- fantasy pick. Hey, Matt Forte was at at, at camp last yeah. week. Tulane running back. There you go. Darnell Mooney on the Bears. Yeah, yeah. Darnell Mooney. I've heard of him. You know. Roll wave, baby. Love they, the wave. They, they got a decent program down there. I didn't know they had a quarterback that good, so I'll have to keep an eye on that Sean game. Sean King? 
Sorry, that's a little. That's an old reference. That's, that's, <laughs> that's going in your bag right there. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, hey, are you in the market for a new or used vehicle? If you are, we have some great news for you because Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake has just joined the CHO team. Uh, our guy Ray taking care of you. We promise. Uh, he. We were just talking to the team at Ray, and they have this pledge called the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. If you're looking around online at car prices, you probably have experienced this, that you, you, you see a price and then you go in the dealership and that's not the real price that you're paying. They'll ask you questions like, oh, are you a recent college grad? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? And in most cases, that answer will be no. And then that's when the other dealers will raise the price on you, saying the price Online, well, that included limited rebates that you don't qualify for. Well, at Ray, they don't do this. That's not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay with no add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may make the price lower than you see online. As one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and save big at Ray Chevy because they now have over 100 Chevy Trax models available starting at $21,495. Now, uh, really, th- well, this applies through the end of the today, actually. All buyers can qualify for 0% financing, make zero payments until 2024, plus put no money down. Best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Go in there, visit our guy at Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake, tell him CHGO sent you, or shop online, rayschevrolet.com. Serving the community since 1963, find new roads. Also, with games coming up, whether you're talking college games, NFL games, whatever it is, concerts. Um, I used game time last week because I want I got tickets for Jim Jeffries was in it, October. Was it to go to a White Sox game? No, it was not. No, it was not. Lawrence really liked my White Sox tweet this <laughs> yes. morning. Or he's nervous about it. I can't tell. No, I mean, I you know, it's a shit show over there. So it, yeah. made, it was a good tweet. Okay, thank you. Um, it was it was from the heart. It more was of a, honest. More of an essay, honestly. It's very long. It long was a tweet. little bit long. Remember when yeah. tweets were 140 characters? Yeah. Okay. No, okay. that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. I see. I got you. Um, anyway, regardless, get use game time, whether, whether you're looking for tickets for concerts, games, whatever. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can shop stressing, stop stressing over tickets, start getting hyped for the fun you have. It's a great app because you just you go on there and – they have the flash deals. You swipe the thing, and it'll give you even cheaper prices than you originally see when you first open it up. So um, what are we looking at here, Lawrence? Is this week one? Yeah, this is the Packers game. It's a lot of money. Uh, currently, it's all, it's $282 to get in the building. Now, yeah, but look, look nice it's seats. showing you the view. If you're watching yeah. on YouTube, you could see the view. That's not a bad ticket right that's there. A good, that's a good seat. Uh, but um, but uh, apparently people are excited. But that's the thing about game time. The closer it is to game time, the prices are, are going to go down. Cause people they're going to go down. For people like me because I'm a, I'm a last-minute yeah. dude just in general. I'm real impulsive. Like, uh-huh. hey, you want to go to the such-and-such today? Yeah, let's do that. How do I get a decent price at, at that last-minute game time is the spot to go? Plus, if you've never used game time, you download it, you create an account, you can use code CHGO to get 20% off your first purchase. So if you're looking to go week one, use that 
code, you get 20% off. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code CHGO, $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And CHGO Bears preseason coverage is brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at comed.com slash powering biz. Woo. That was a lot. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. But I got great partners, man. You had me on the race Chevrolet just cutting through all the minutiae and the bait and switch. That's important, man. Like, just don't don't play with people. Don't waste people's time. Don't waste people's money. Say what it is and mean it, and let's get this thing done. So That's the other thing when I was in there. They, they like, got everything prepared before I came in. They were like, we value your time, and we're going to get you in and out. As, as, and that's a huge thing because you know when you buy cars. It could be stressful. It could be like all, day, all day. It's thing. like, oh, listen, yeah. I just want to get a car. Like, what's the price? Can I afford it? Can I go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was a small thing in there. I didn't – just to catch people up on the Senior Bowl, They and Jim explained it in there, for years and years and years, pretty much forever, you had coaching staffs, full staff. coaching staffs yeah. from two teams. And it's typically the two worst teams in the league mm-hmm. that do not have coaching changes right. are invited to come coach the game – that's why back in the John Fox era, the Bears coached in mm-hmm. the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about this a lot, though, because I was down there that entire week. And now I'm not saying the entire, I'm not saying the front office treated it like this. I don't think they did. But John Fox seemed annoyed that he was there. Yeah, he was like, John I'm Fox ready. Seemed annoyed that he was here. Well, that's that's <laughs> true. He he, I think he liked the paycheck though that came in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and he, you know, but, you know, the season was over. I think he wanted to get back to his boat on Marco Island. Yeah, for sure. Uh, didn't really want to spend the time in Mobile. Regardless, like, this experience this year, even going back to when it was going on, so they had – coaching staffs were mixed. So Luke Getze was the head coach of the American team, mm-hmm. but he had other coaches underneath him that were handling the offense or anything. But it put Luke in a – good spot where i remember just watching on tv the coverage like he's mic'd up and he's watching everything he's in these meeting rooms and i didn't know until this interview today that to met to as like a new wrinkle the teams that had coaches coaching in the game jim gave a vip pass one of them all access to one person one person can have all access to all the meetings anything and apparently Ryan Poles took advantage of that, and he couldn't remember necessarily how many GMs did it, but he said it was only a couple. Yeah. So uh, no stone unturned, right? And it sure seems – like that helps give some context, I feel like, Herb, a lot. to how much the Bears valued this Senior Bowl experience this year. And good on Ryan Poles for taking advantage of it, right? You had the opportunity. Your staff was down there. You're going to get your hands on these guys, but then the Senior Bowl opens it up to this all-access pass, and don't send somebody there – you go, right? You're the GM. Your name's going to be attached to whatever you choose to do with this number one pick. And he goes in there, and he's in the meetings, and he's like, yeah, I sat right behind Darnell Wright. That was a good piece from Jim. Like, Ryan Poe sat right behind Darnell Wright in the meetings and watched him take notes, watched him be meticulous. And then you, you know, put that together with all the things that are going on in the field. And I think, listen, Ryan Poe's, I think, like you said, no turn, no stone, no stone unturned, if I can get that out, um, all offseason in terms of how they were going to uh, approach the opportunity that they had, and I think they did pretty good with it. Now, wait, can I ask, though, he said that they had a second-round grade on him before he got there? He said some teams had second, some teams had even third before yeah. Senior yeah. Bowl week. He said he made the most money of anybody okay. down there, which clearly he did. Are, I mean, do we like that? Second to 10. Do, do we like that the Bears got a guy at number 10? 
with a well, possibly a second round right second round grade. You know, and, and and by the way, I think Jim was probably referring because they have their own board. Yeah, you know, right. they're doing their own. They're scouting. For those who don't understand, like the Senior Bowl scouts, like they're a, the thirty third NFL mm-hmm. franchise, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's how they determine who they invite. They're also getting feedback from coaches and well, mainly scouts and and GMs around the league who they want to see at the Senior Bowl, but. So going into last season, remember, Darnell Wright played left tackle as a junior. Mm -hmm. And that tape was not good. We talked about this going into the draft. And so he said they had a late-round grade on Darnell Wright. And then he goes back to right tackle last year and played really, really well. His Alabama tape is – his Alabama tape, quite frankly, is probably the biggest thing that got him drafted 10th. Um, How he handled Will Anderson and the rest of those guys. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. So he moves up to to the second round. I think that that context kind of explains why we're not okay. We're not going to bump him up to the first round. You know, he's yeah. got to now we put him here in the senior bowl. We set, we see how he handles it. See how he handles the combine. See how he handles visits. Remember, the Bears had that visit with him uh, where they flew out to Tennessee, put him through that private mm-hmm. workout, mm-hmm. and that uh, on the Easter weekend, and that really solidified everything. Um, now, if you want to. I mean that's a fair question though, Lawrence. And I think and I and it's I think because of Matt Nagy in the chat, he's the one that was talking I, about. I, I think another fair question that's and this really applies to any player or team drafts. Do, do you are you guilty of falling in love with the guy too much? I think you use the the senior bowl as an affirmation process more than like, hey, this guy came out of nowhere and he had one good week. I think. Can you, when you get them up close, does does what you see here, does that confirm what you kind of already thought watching the tape? And then you put those things together, and then that allows him to rise up to a top 10 guy. I don't think it was, you know, done in a vacuum, but it was like, hey, we saw him handle Will Anderson on the Alabama tape. We saw what he was able to do. We know, you know, the sacks and the pressure numbers. And then you get them up close and personal, and does the do these things um, show up now? When, now that you're up close and personal with them, can he fit your scheme? All those types of things. I think you put it together, and that allowed him to do it. I don't think it was just like, oh, he had one good week, so now he goes from you know second, third round guy to a top ten pick. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and and, and look, so part of the reason why we wanted to do this today, um, you know, the 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 fact that Bajent called Jim Nagy this week, I thought was was yeah. super interesting. Yeah. Um, which I think shows the appreciation yep. of, you know, what the Senior Bowl did for Tyson Bajan. But also, like, look at this roster, okay? Darnell Wright, your starting right tackle. Yes, he is. Tyreek Stevenson is your starting outside corner. Yes, he is. Zach Pickens might not be a starter, but he's going to play. Yeah, he's going to be a major contributor in that defensive front rotation. And, and he is playing against the Packers, yeah. even if he's not starting. Roshan Johnson is going to play against the Packers. Yeah. A lot of special teams. I think he's going to get some carries. No I think they love this kid. And then um, Tyson Bajan, now with them bumping – um, Peterman back into the 53 man. Maybe Tyson Bajan's inactive sure. week one. Sure. But I like your theory, Herb, that they're they're just – I think they're going to – there's something to be said for getting a guy through a couple game weeks, just the yeah. process yeah. of, you know, being in that room, learning how it gets done, making sure he's ready to go. Tyson Bajan's your long-term backup. No doubt. And when I say long-term, I'm talking this season. Like, yeah. you know, within – a couple months sure. tops. No, I, I agree with you. And I think that the, the Bears don't think that, you know, Nate Peterman is a 
better long-term answer at anything than, than Tyson Basin. But to your point, just getting him acclimated with the process, right, and, and what that looks like. But also to your point, he came in there and he does seem like that why not me guy. I'm looking over there at that Derrick Rose picture on the wall, and that's how he came into that preseason press conference. He's like, what about the MVP conference? He's like, why not me? You know, why, why, can't I, why can't I go win MVP? And then he went out there and he won MVP, and I think Tyson seems to have – some of that in him. He doesn't really seem to be enamored with all the attention and the bright lights. He's like, listen, I'm just a, I'm just a guy, right? I, the, big, the hardest thing for me was being away from my parents this long. I've never been away from them. So I, I think he's just going to kind of buckle down, do his job. And I think when they give an opportunity, I think he'll be, be ready for it. Now, nobody wants to see that. We all want to see Justin on the field 17 weeks, you know, but if he gets his opportunity, I think he'll be ready for it. And that other nugget that we I, I knew we knew that Tyson Bajan received offers mm-hmm. and we knew Northwestern sniffed around too uh, I hadn't heard that he was like ho- yeah, holding out for like either. Notre Dame or something so I think again that speaks to his his confidence in himself look if I'm gonna get a huge opportunity here I'll jump at it but otherwise I want to be loyal to the school that's that's been here I I, I appreciate that and I also appreciated what he said yesterday in that press conference, Herb, when he was just talking about, like, yeah, you look at the percentage of, like, who actually makes it. It's such a small, small. But he's like, if you start looking at who's actually got the right size, who's Mm -hmm. got the right arm talent, Mm -hmm. who's got the right mental makeup, well, all of a sudden you can make a case for yourself and be like, well, why not me? I fit all these things. I check a lot of boxes. Yeah. He's got the size. He's got the arm talent. He's got the, the mental makeup to do it. And his teammates like him. Justin has spoken highly about the type of person he is and his humility and how he just comes to work and does what he's supposed to do. Listen, I think eventually it has to get away from this kind of like Camp Darling story to, hey, maybe this dude can actually ball. Like Maybe he can actually ball. And I'm starting to lean much more that way than just like a cool camp story. I think he's, I think he's going to be able to perform well when he gets the opportunity. And I don't think that needs to come too early. I don't want to see him out there next Sunday when the Packers get here. But a few weeks down the line, I think he'll be ready. And if his number is called, I I wouldn't bet against him to, to go out there and have some success. Well, and that's why people are asking in the chat, and it's fair, because this is a little bit of an unusual situation where the guy they cut is going to come back and end up actually being your backup yeah, yeah. week one, if that's how it unfolds. That is a little weird. But the reality is they knew they couldn't expose Tyson Bajan to waivers. Couldn't. And they knew Peterman, as they worked out their roster, they could, they could cut him for a couple days. Yeah. No one's picking him up. It's fine. Um, and there is now this new rule that is also relevant, worth mentioning, that with three quarterbacks on your 53, the one that's inactive on game day, because one of them is going to be inactive mm-hmm. on game day, can still dress, and in the event that you're down both quarterbacks, you could put the third one in. Now, once you do that, those other two quarterbacks can't return to the game, but it is the new rule this year that was passed, so something to keep in mind um, if the Bears do keep three quarterbacks, and it sure seems like that's the plan right Uh, now. As as most of the teams have kind of moved to, you know, just having two quarterbacks active for game day, listen, it's not – hard to get two guys dinged up in a football game and then you're in there wildcat and you got your running backs whatever you're trying to do who played quarterback in high school like come on like um it's it's a good it's a good rule to be able to to have a third guy that can go in there and 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 come in and play so you know we'll see a delicate dance that the bears kind of had to do to ensure that you know they didn't risk Beijing, but also 
have a veteran presence behind Justin at least early in the season. So I think they handled it the right way. Some people, I know you all were talking about on, on Hogan Johnson, if, if you're going to do that, then why not keep PJ, right? And I think y'all gave a great answer in that you could, they had to create that roster spot, right? So they weren't going to risk Beijing, but they had to create the roster spot and it wasn't going to work out that way with, with PJ, but it yeah. would work out that way with Peterman. Yeah. Um, and by the way, if we're being honest, Peterman probably outpay, outplayed PJ Walker. I think too. Yeah, I think yeah, he was definitely the fourth. Which, which shows you how bad of a preseason it really was. It wasn't was good. It wasn't PJ. good. And it's, it was surprising because I, I like the way he throws the ball. He's got really I like good the arm signing. talent. Yeah, I like the signing. I, I did like the signing. And then it was one of those things where, like, we're sitting out there watching practice, and it's like one day it's like, man, okay, that wasn't very good. And then the next day you're like, man, he's still throwing high on everything. And then, like, third day it's like. It was stacking days the wrong way. Yeah, and it was just like all of a sudden we're, <laughs> you're in Indianapolis. It's like week three of camp, and you're like. This is a problem. And meanwhile, you got this young kid who's doing everything right. I love it. I love that the Bears are just – Good on Ryan Poles, good on Flues for doing that, man, because I don't don't think that happens before in the past, especially talking about a guy, you brought him in, you talk about two years, four million, two million guaranteed. That factors into the equation for a lot of decision makers and for the Bears to say, eh. And I I, I even hesitate to call it a mistake because, like you – I like the signing. So at yeah. the time, it made a lot of sense. Nobody knows this kid from Shepard is going to come in and outplay this guy. And nobody knows that he's going to come in and underperform talking about PJ. So I don't, I don't even look at it as a mistake. Made a signing that made a whole lot of sense at the time. And then the moment they realize this ain't working, they're like, okay, we'll eat the $2 million and, and move on. Yeah. And, and that's a, every general manager is going to make mistakes. It is impossible not to. Yeah. It's, I think, good ones that are willing to move on from their mistakes and not be stubborn about it. And, um, look, we're still a little bit in the honeymoon phase here with the new regime. True. There's going to be things that happen here. There's going to be moves that you're going to scratch your head, whatever. That's how this whole thing works. But I like how some things have been handled here. The early signs continue to be really, really positive, including this whole conversation about the Senior Bowl we've had here today because that is how you build good rosters. All right, this episode of CHO Bears is brought to you by BetterHelp, and we are big fans of BetterHelp. We're big fans of therapy here at CHGO. Whether you're dealing with decisions about your career, relationships, anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. Therapy, talking to anyone, is practice for your life. It's worked for me. It's worked for many of us here at CHGO, and we're big fans of BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist. And if it doesn't work right away with that therapist, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So they help you find the right person to talk to. Head to betterhelp.com slash CHGO. Answer a few questions about yourself and your goals. You'll receive an email once you're matched and start connecting with your therapist. From there, you can start scheduling sessions. Let therapy be your map. Visit uh, with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash CHGO today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp h-e-l-p dot com slash c-h-g-o 
Uh, and as you're driving around, you're looking for a place to stop, you want to go to Circle K, America's thirst stop. Uh, new free membership program for you. You can save 75, uh, excuse me, 25 cents. Let's not get crazy. 25 <laughs> cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. You also get uh, every six free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks. Join the inner circle uh, for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participation, participating locations. Visit CircleK.com. We thank Circle K for sponsoring CHGO and visit Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. Circle K's are always legit, man. It's one-stop oh, yeah. shop. They've always been legit. They've always got good stuff. It's a clean environment. I, I really rock with Circle K. Circle I K, is, I mean, I can't tell you how many days I'm driving back in traffic you know it from going to and from house yeah. hall, and you're like, man, I just got to get off. And get, I need some caffeine. Sometimes you just need a Snickers bar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, legit. <laughs> legit. You need a Snickers bar, a Reese's Cup. What's, what's your what's your top three on the candy bars? Uh, Snickers. If we're going candy bars or just candy? Or just candy, right? Because we, we can get M&Ms in there if, if so you want. So my top three, um, Skittles number one. Okay. Marshawn Linson and I. Yeah. Skittles? You know, yeah. we, we roll Number Skittles. one candy? Yes. Man. Uh, I have a jar at home that's filled with Skittles really? and Sour Patch Kids, and I mix them together. Sour oh. Patch Kids is right up there. I like to, I just like the sour. I like sour things. Yeah. I'll drink a sour beer every once in a while. And then Snickers. If we're going chocolate bar, it's got to be Snickers. Big Snickers guy. That's probably number one. M&M's, peanut only. Like plain M&M's, that's like... Serial killer behavior. I don't well, know. I, now hold on. I don't, <laughs> that's serial killer. I don't know behavior. who does that. You do. You go. You go plain. I mean, I do what? have the. I have the peanut M&Ms in my office, but that's the way to go. But I do, like, is, I do like. I do like a plain M&M as well. It's red flag behavior. It really yeah. is. Okay. Um, watermelon, <laughs> the little the little sour watermelon things. Okay. Uh, oh my gosh, those those are a one. So yeah, I would go peanut M&M, Snickers, and then the. Uh, Sour watermelon patch thing in Majigga Bobs. Those are great. You like Reese's? Yes, love mm-hmm. Reese's. Especially if I get a chance to put them in the freezer for a little bit. Oh yes, like mm-hmm. cold Got Reese's. To. Yes. Snicker ice cream bars are really good. You they ever are. had that? They are. That that I'm sure you can get Circle K too. They just open up that freezer bin uh-huh. and yeah, I gotta stay away from those because I, I I like binge those. Like if I eat <laughs> one, then it's gonna be a bad couple weeks. Like I'm gonna yeah. get like three or four boxes of them things and go crazy. Like like Red Bull. Like if I get one Red Bull, I'm gonna go on a Red Bull kick for like a month. So I just I gotta stay away from that kind of stuff. All right, um, I think we got Nick ready to go. Let's see. Hall. Hey, Nick, you're around. Nick, what's your number one uh, candy or, or uh, candy bar? Oh, it's my like, God. I was thinking you guys like named so grass. many good ones. <laughs> uh, I'm a big Skittles guy. I like my Sour Patch Kids, Reese's. And the bad thing is whenever I'm at Soldier Field or going away to cover a game, I do have to stock up on some kind of candy, and I need to find some kind of healthy alternative because that's the one time where you guys, where I just kind of go all out. It'll be a shareable bag. And I usually just eat it all by myself. Unless maybe Herb's sitting next to me, I'll always offer. But um, I yeah, never eat your uh, candy because it's always like some super healthy stuff. <laughs> it's not candy. <laughs> it's not candy. It's like, <laughs> it's not candy. <laughs> I'll make sure to bring actual candy next time. <laughs> Nick, a, a, a package at AG1 does not count as candy. Right. All right. <laughs> Come on now. No, uh, it definitely doesn't. <laughs> all right, man. I know it's. um kind of a tough position you're in right right now with uh 
I don't even know what the rules are. Are you, are you allowed to tell us what you saw at practice? I haven't been paying attention to Twitter. I know you were out there a little bit, and then uh, and I don't want to put you in a bad spot, but just uh, can you tell us who the far, who the five offensive linemen were that that you did see? Um, so I, I think I could tell you that. Uh, I could tell you that every here's here's what I will tell you guys. Everybody was at practice today except for and they were at practice but they just were limited were jaquan brisker and dylan cole so everybody that's available on your roster sheet was there practicing except for dylan cole and jaquan brisker who did stretch but then came off to the side shortly after and kind of were just off to the side okay that seems to be a step in the right direction i i based on what eberflus and poles have said I feel like next week when they get on the practice field, they're going to have a short practice Monday. But Wednesday's really like the real start of game week, right? And at least by Wednesday, I am hopeful Jaquan Brisker is going to be out there practicing. They need him to be out there practicing. Like that, that, the secondary has a chance to be really, really good. And I want the only X factor to be. Tyreek Stevenson and how quickly he can ascend and be the player that they hope he is. I don't want it to be about the health of Bojack and Jaquan. If Jaquan and Bojack are there, the secondary could be great. They need him. They need nine on the field. Yeah. And and Nick, obviously, uh, Peterman back out there. What was your reaction to him getting re-signed to the 53? And I guess, uh, do you think he's going to be the backup instead of Bajan week one? You know, I mean, I wasn't too surprised to see Nathan Peterman back, especially how Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham kind of left the door open with, you know, wanting to have another quarterback on this roster. And I get it. You know, having Division II, Shepard, All-Star, Tyson Bajan may not just be, like, the best option. But if it's between those two, you guys, I think you guys got to go with Bajan as your number two. I think he's the one who showed you what he's capable of. And you don't know what he isn't yet. Nathan Peterman, you know what he is. So I think with that kind of um, uncertainty and potential with, with Tyson Bajan, I think you go with him with your number two, but I wasn't all too surprised to see him back on the roster today. Okay. I think they may be looking at it a situation. We were talking about this a little bit earlier where, you know, by week three, week four, they may feel a little bit more comfortable with Tyson Bajan. I mean, going through an actual game week and game prep where, mm-hmm. you know, the off the, the game plan can be completely different from last week. And I think they want to get him at least through a couple of those before they would prefer. I mean, hopefully, ideally, we don't see either of those dudes anytime soon. But if they have to, I think they would probably want to get him through a couple of weeks of the process before they actually get, get, him, get him going in that. So I think they definitely know, like you said, they know what, what – um, Nathan Peterman is and is not. And, you know, that we don't know that about Tyson just yet. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a good point. I mean, and how Tyson was talking about it, too. He's like, once he starts game planning, you know, he feels like he's going to feel confident in knowing what the game plan he may is, be how to execute it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I saw I saw Adam, your reaction. Something dropped in the, the studio over there. So hopefully everything's good on the side. Yeah, it was uh, it was Jake. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. No, he just dropped his keys or something. I don't know. It was just it was really. Yeah, I believe it was a, a 25 foot uh, a measuring. Uh, what what you call it? Oh, it was a oh a measuring tape. That measuring makes more tape. sense. It was probably heavy, and that's why it made such a loud yeah. noise. Okay. But it's solid. You know, it's a Stanley, I believe. So it'll it's fine. You never know what uh, might go. fall from the ceiling at this place. So yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> you know, 
It's it's good. Uh, all right, Nick. Well, uh, any other takeaways from uh, your little trip to, to Hallis today before the weekend? Um, otherwise, I think everybody's going to be able to take a little bit of a breather, players included, and head out on their a lot of lot of. This is the weekend you see all the players at college football games. They all go to their alma mater. Mm, yeah, and, all of them, and, mm-hmm. and go to their. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, yeah. Anything else, Nick? You know, I did I did take a picture and I saw it was Trent Taylor and then. On like overlooking him was Valus Jones Jr. I'm just like, hey, that guy's comfortable. He's already got your job, Valus. But other than that, you guys, it was a it was a nice day at House Hall. Got to see. It was nice to see a lot of those guys back in the practice field. But you know, much deserved rest for those guys as they all head back in to get ready for Week One. All right, well, everyone should be following Nick at Nicholas Moriano on Twitter, allchgo.com for all the coverage. Enjoy the uh, – well, you got the show tomorrow with Will, I should say. Yeah, so Nick and Will tomorrow noon, they'll have you covered with uh, all the reaction from the week. And start looking ahead to the Packers, I'm sure. I'm sure Will's going to be itching to dive in to the game. For sure. He definitely – he probably has a bunch of stats already lined up for tomorrow's show. <laughs> Great stuff per usual, Nick. I went Jordan 1 for today too, by the way. They look good, Herb. They look good. I'm jealous I don't have those ones yet. I mean, if we knew one thing today, it was going to be that Herb came in here better dressed than me. I mean, we could have locked that in without a doubt. I don't know. That's a nice looking CSGO I gotta, hoodie. I, yeah, I got I to gotta, I gotta get some CSGO stuff. And I saw the stuff y'all had, uh, the Hogan John stuff, too. I got to get some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Too. We'll hook you up. We, gotta, we do got to get you some CHGO and Hogan John stuff. Uh, Nick, appreciate it, man. Enjoy the rest of the day. All right, you guys. All right. There he is, Nicholas Moriano. Uh while you were talking about Jaquan Brisker, I saw some comments, or at least one comment, you know, questioning whether or not it had to do with lingering concussions. And I would say no. I, I, think, I think that's a legitimate thing to, to wonder about. But I would say no, based solely on how they treat concussions in terms of recovering, he hasn't been missing. He had, he's been yeah. out there, and they, they, they tend to sit them in these dark rooms and keep them out of the bright lights and the sun and all those types of things. He's been outside. He hasn't been walking around with a visor or anything like that. They haven't been keeping them in these dark, cool spaces. So I, I think that tells me it's probably not that. I hope not, because he's got that history and the concussion last year, which he talked openly about in the offseason, yeah. um, about how tough that was to come back from. So, I asked him if he thought about change, if that's going to impact the way he plays the game. He's like, nah, I only know how to play one way. I'm, I'm going to keep flying around and throw my body around. Well, like, and that's the tough yeah. thing about football, though. He, he, when you're playing that position, you can't really change the way you play. That's what it is, what strong safety is. Yeah, I, so it's tough. Um, all right, I know we got some super chats to get to, but real quick, uh, make sure if you're thinking about going back to school, you look at Lewis University. They have students that are just like you, full-time jobs, families, full-time sports fandoms. You can go back to school, earn a respected degree at Lewis University, 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, ranked one of U.S. News & World Report's top tier colleges and lewis a part of what's cool about what they do is they partner with numerous employers for tuition discounts and they offer evening online blended formats to help you balance work family and education so so at a minimum look into it see if you can get a discount and if it can fit your schedule there's a good chance it probably can their faculty bring real world experience and instruction to the classroom which is immediately relevant to your career and they offer career support and academic resources 
programs for all adult students. Uh, Lewis offers several career-focused programs that will set you up for success. We'll highlight one right here. Uh, their computer science program has eight-week sessions, complete, can be completed within one year. Concentrations in software engineering, artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, digital forensics, enterprise and cloud computing. Plus, they have all kinds of programs outside of that. Uh, aviation, business analytics, criminal justice, business programs, technology programs. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. And with college football going on, it is DraftKings season. Once again, how could it not be? Lawrence was already talking yeah, about it. time. How he's Let's looking go, baby. at the slate. I'm actually currently on DraftKings. There you go. Uh, college football now. fans, are you ready for week one? Because it's here. You better. There's games tonight. Uh, DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast like a team I'm about to highlight here in a minute on our DraftKings pick of the week. The only team that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook app now. Use code CHGO. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook with code CHGO. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 plus, Illinois only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Yes, it's our first uh, DraftKings play of the week. Yeah, what do we go with? Coach Prime. Coach Prime. Prime down in TCU. To get his ass run out of of Fort Worth. They're in TCU. It's 21 points, and I get it. This Colorado thing's not going to come together immediately. What people I don't think understand is how much TCU has lost. Mm -hmm. Basically, their entire offense. Eight, Eight guys got drafted, if I'm not mistaken. And their, their whole offense is different. Now, yeah. they plugged it with some transfer portal guys, but they got a new quarterback. Quentin Johnson's gone. You think that just right away they're going to walk out there and oh. be the same TCU offense that they were last year? Great coach, Sonny Dykes. They'll figure it out. I just think week one, this hype around Colorado. They're vulnerable. I'm not saying Colorado's winning the game I mean, by any it's means. It's a lot of hype. It's also a lot of points. 21? I, I think they cover. They were What were they last year, like 1-10 or something? Yeah, but they've—I mean, they I know—they've changed the whole top roster. End of that roster, man, they've brought in a lot yeah. of top-end talent from the portal, and even the few guys that he brought with him that were that were worth it at Jackson State. There's some—they got some guys, man. I've been following that program. They've got some guys. I don't think they're going to go down there and get run out of that stadium. I don't believe that. I don't know. Twenty-one. It's over. It's—I know it was twenty and a half early, so it's up. It's over twenty-one now. I think so. That makes me consider it more. We have this problem where we can't actually look at it in our studio. Well, I, I was looking at, uh, what about your Badgers? 28? Well, well I was going to say first quarter line. Oh. It's, it's up to 7.5, but you're at plus 120. So you get a little plus money there, a little juice to do it. Do you he, think they're going to come out and play fast and air raid and all this garbage? That's what I was about to tell you. In the past, with it being the hook on top of the 7, I would say no, because they might grind it out on an 
nine-minute yeah. drive to start the game. Yeah. Um, I think they score twice in the first quarter, yes. They're, Phil Longo's the offense coordinator now. This is not going to be your old Wisconsin team. They're going to they're gonna throw the ball around. They're going to score a lot faster than they used to. So I like that one. Okay. There's my pick. And their defense should still be pretty good. Yeah. So yeah. even though Jimmy Leonard's not there anymore. Linebacker you. Yeah. Um, oh, man, it feels good to talk college football. <laughs> oh, it's here, man. I'm excited. It's Tonight, here. TV on. Let's go. Let's do it. What is it? Minnesota, Nebraska tonight? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Did you watch the uh, volleyball day? I didn't see Nebraska any of it. I heard a lot of it. It looks super cool. Amazing. 90,000 to watch a, and three. a women's volleyball game. Really? At, at Memorial Stadium. It was wow. awesome. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it was it was an event. It was so cool. It's the it's the largest attended women's sporting event in history, beating a Barcelona match in uh, UEFA twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's super cool. I mean, I've said this. I said this last year. College volleyball is like surprisingly really fun to watch. Oh, it's amazing. And like yeah. I've gotten Wisconsin's been really good the last years. I've been watching them like not basically once they get to the playoffs and stuff, yeah. but like. You get, all of a sudden, you're like watching. You're like nervous. Find yourself into you're it. Like, right? oh my god, this is way too intense for me. All right, we got a lot of super chats to get to. Uh, let's get Gary going here. I know this came in before the show yeah. even oh, started. Yeah, Gary, Gary I made you wait this. till the end on purpose. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah he even he even sent a note about 20 minutes ago. Like, are we getting the super chats? Yes, Gary. Here you go, here Gary. Go. Thank you for your super chat. We love you. We love your ten dollars. Um, Ho, you gave me such a hard time about Kramer. I kept saying my guy said he was going to IR, but you didn't believe me. Who was right? Just waiting on an apology. <laughs> Gary, no one said he wasn't going to IR. The thing we disagreed about, I'm sure Herb will agree with me, was depending on the severity of the injury, right. we were talking about if you actually have to waive injure a guy. Because if a player and a team agree, I'm not actually injured, and the agent's okay with that. And you talk about a settlement. It's all you don't even need the settlement. You can waive, go to practice squad. Right. We didn't know what the severity of the injury was. Obviously, it's enough for him to go on IR. They kept him on the 53. Now he's on IR. So if that's what you're looking for, you are right, my man. Congratulations. Good on you, Gary. Good call. Yeah. We won't talk about how Nick also told me yesterday while we were practice that Gary texted him saying that there was a player who is not there, who we were literally looking at with our own eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Give him his win. Give him his win. Give him his Gary, win. you got the dub, man. We love you. <laughs> He's going to be so mad I just mentioned that. Uh, Chris, 199. Chris Pagero, got to love when your aunt has good season tickets. Oh, that's probably in response to the game time thing. Yes. Family football season tickets are, are are a good thing family hookups are sweet yeah enrique two dollars enrique says hogue other than goose what's your favorite sour beer you did mention that earlier yeah that's a good question um he doesn't drink beer other than goose right it's <laughs> only right. goose that's right no what's that one uh it was it was i think it's revolution and it's like named after, um, like a, it's like named after journalism. Oh wow! Press. Someone's gonna remember this. It's uh, like a press. I'll, I'll find it. I'll get you your answer here in a second. I like the. That's a good uh, question, though. I like the Maplewood does like a. Yeah. Some sort of a breakfast brunch or some some something brunch punch. I think. You know, I got to give you and John's a nod. I was watching you guys this morning, and I've been. I wasn't a fan of the Terrell Lewis cut. 
I really yeah. wasn't. I wasn't a fan of it. I thought he had a pretty good summer and had done enough to make this roster and stay on. I actually thought he could be a contributor uh, to their pass rush. Asked Ian Cunningham about that yesterday, and Ian was like, yeah, he's a good pass rusher. Freedom of press. He has, doesn't have the same fit, and he talked about the guy Kareem that they basically swapped him out for being a better fit and being able to play the run. And you all also hit on the fact that almost all of that production, I talk about him having a good summer, was against twos and threes. And that's just true. He never really rose above that fifth and sixth spot, him and Travis Gibson, because the top two guys were out, right? Yannick Ngakwe, Demarcus Walker, they were out. And then they were still behind Dominique Robinson and Rasheen Green. So yeah, they were fifth and sixth, respectively. You talk about Lewis and, and Gibson. So the math does make a lot of sense. And they chose this other guy, um, Kareem, to be a better system fit. So I, it, you guys eased my anger about that a little bit or it wasn't anger it's not like I thought he was going to light the world on fire but I was just a little disappointed I thought he had done enough but listening to y'all that made a whole lot of sense yeah no and I hope we're, it didn't you know you could justify any move depending on how you look at it I like Terrell Lewis too Yeah, I, I really did I thought he flashed I thought but but I was also realistic the whole time like this guy's probably not going to be an every down player against the run I like the idea of him throwing of throwing him out there you know, in sub packages sure. to go get the passer. The problem is, like, I think that's what they probably look at Dominique Robinson as right now. Sure. So, how many of those guys can you keep? And I think that's what it ultimately came down to. Connor, thank you. I just looked it up too. Freedom of Press is the one. It's a session sour. So, there's your answer. Uh, highly recommend that one. But go Goose, right? Go- all dude, day. Goose all day. Goose, <laughs> Goose is what we're going to have at those tailgates. So, um, that's the way to go. Kevin O'Reilly, $2. Hogue. Uh, distill in oh, Bloomington distill. Normal. And Bloomington uh, Normal. Bloomington Normal. Okay. Uh, they actually have really good. They have a tour bus, a hazy IPA. It's phenomenal. Won the uh, Great American Beer Fest gold medal a year or two ago. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then they, I also have a six pack of their uh, peach Jeez. wheat. Peach wheat ale. Tasty. It's good summertime. Got to get okay. those in before you. Uh, do you have to be from Central Illinois to no, catch no, that Bloomington no. Normal got, thing? Right? Got, 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 them them at my got them at my bennies over in Elmwood Park. How do they say that? Is it Blue No or Blow No? Blue like, No? Is that Blow oh, Blo- No? You got to be from Central Illinois well, to, probably, to, to get that? I, I, well, I it's knew, probably I knew Blue No. Because it's Bloomington. Oh, yeah. oh, I don't know. It's not Blow Blow No. Sure. Shout out to Central Illinois. I spent about five or six years there. Maybe it is Blow No. I don't know. Speaking of Blow Nos, Bragg's in the stands. What's up, Braggs? <laughs> I need a $1 bump on the Claypool O-meter. Oh. Claypool O-meter. Right. Every he, day he's at practice from Herb. Get ready for a 10% bump. Listen, listen. I've, I've, I've dinged him two points every time he's not there. I generally give him a 2% bump every time that he was there before he got hurt. So I'll keep it fair. He gets a 2% bump for every time he's out there. And obviously, we don't get to see the full practice like we did in training camp. So I don't know if he's out there dominating or not, Braggs. But um, we definitely give him a 2% bump for, for every time he's a full participant at practice. Listen, I want, I want Chase Claypool to be a major contributor to his offense. The Bears need him to be. I'm not against the guy. I was just... I'm just being honest about my evaluations. That's it. But yeah, he gets a he gets a bump for being a full participant every time. Okay. I just honestly, I started to miss Claypool at practice. Yeah. Like he was fun to Keeping just watch, it live. Yeah. and then all of a sudden he just you know he's on the sideline. It wasn't as fun. So I look, he really was 
As much as we kind of rip rags a little bit for yeah. saying he was the best player on the field, which was ridiculous. He was having a Dominating. good camp. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. No oh, did you, doubt about it. Oh, did you hear uh, Braggs' new hot take? Uh-oh. He said that uh, – I'll just start like this. Who's who's the most talented <laughs> player on the Bears? JF1. No, I asked, I asked the question wrong. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, who, no, just – yeah, who's the best player? Who was the best player – DJ Moore. Yes, that's what we were. I forget how what the exact question was. Uh-huh. But it's basically like DJ Moore ha- has been better than Justin Fields. There's Agreed. no question. And he was trying to say it was Justin Fields. No, I agree. DJ Moore has definitely been the most consistent performer. If anybody has come close to dominating, it's only been DJ Moore. Justin Fields has had several bad days throughout this summer DJ Moore I haven't seen him have a bad day and I would say that's you know he's dropped a couple balls missed a couple blocks ran the wrong I didn't see that from him right and so I think he's stacked good days throughout the summer it's been DJ Moore for and, sure and, and yes which human being possesses the most super talent in his body it's Justin Fields Justin Fields like top 1% in earth just naturally got it's incredible <laughs> yeah like yeah. <laughs> it's, even when he was just scrambling around last week, which no one really wanted to see, it was like, uh, yeah, that's still there. Yeah, it's still there. And, yeah. and, and you, you can tell that he can't help himself. Like, this is preseason week three against the Bills, and you're going out there, and it's, okay, it's clearly it's time to slide. And you're like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna stick my foot in the ground and go back to the middle and try to split these safeties and score. It's like, don't do that in the preseason. But he, he can't help himself. Do and that. it's fun to watch. Do that. Uh do that against the Packers, though. He did it sure. last year. He took it to the house on them. Hopefully he does it again. Let's go. Uh, hey, Seuss here, 499. Uh, Adam, are you actually a Bears fan, or do you just work to cover them? Uh, I grew up a Bears fan. Oh, yeah. I I, um, I think I spilled a total of eight beers when Devin Hester took the uh, oh. opening kickoff to the house oh. in, in the Super Bowl. I'll never forget that, man. We were watching that. I think I've ever been more excited in my Every, life. I ran, we were at my buddy's <laughs> sister's apartment on Ashland, I think. And we just, like, ran around this apartment for, like, I don't know, a straight minute. Like, almost like you black out. And then we got back to the room that we were sitting watching the game, and the freaking table had been flipped over, and all the beers that were there <laughs> were just on the ground. And it was a huge mess. That was such a big moment because it was a huge story even coming into the Super Bowl. Yeah. Would, would the Colts kick to him? Their kick coverage had been horrid all year long, and Tony Dungeon's like, no, nah, we're not kicking to that dude. Yeah. And then in the 11th hour, like, no, oh, we can do it. Kick it to him. He's like, 92 yards to the crib. What's Tony, wrong with y'all? That is just a coach... Stick to your game plan, coaches. Yeah, like, it's like the like he a vi- he had a vision like the night before the game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're gonna kick it. To we're him. gonna kick it to him. Yeah. Okay, idea. fine. House. Bad idea. I uh, appreciate the question though. Yeah, um, I think that's it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Is Gary still with us? Is he ma- really mad at me? Uh, I was a bigger Bears fan before fine. I was a Bears beat reporter. Well. Like, it, I was a huge, 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 huge like Bears fan. Yeah, and I still am, but. I feel it declining, like, in terms of where it used to be. It's not the same level. It's not. Get sucked out of you a little bit. A little bit. That's why I love CHGO, because we have moments here, like, when the Texans beat beat the Colts and just that raw reaction with Corey Wooten, too, and Bragg's humping the bear. No, that was fun. That was probably the most exciting thing that happened all season, and it was actually after the Bears' season was over. Correct. Right? Like yeah. it, all, 
usually we everybody the game's over we all run down the the elevator and try to get to the locker room or whatever and press conference everybody stayed up in the in the press box and we were just watching this game and fully intended when the Houston Texans won we all like shouted like we were you know just straight Bears fans it was a cool moment up in the up in the booth too and the week one was pretty cool too yeah yeah Herb, thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. It is always, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Definitely part of the family here at CSGO. We'll, we'll, uh, Love y'all, man. We'll, you'll hear from Herb during the season. And um, thanks to Jim Nagy for jumping on. Really good insights. Some stuff we stuff. hadn't heard. Um, as he jumps back in the college football season, they, they set their new draft board for another year and get ready for the Senior Bowl. And uh, Nick from joining us from a house. Fun yeah. show. Uh, appreciate everybody being here. Again, tailgates, allcsgo.com slash event. Get those tickets now. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, of course, if you are CSGO diehard, you get 20% off. And uh, we still got that shirt and hat sale going on, too. Everything is at $24 right now, all T-shirts and hats on the CSGO Locker. CSGOlocker.com. Nick and Will will uh, take you into Labor Day weekend tomorrow at noon. Otherwise, we'll be back Tuesday after the holiday, and it's Packer Week, baby. And uh, hit the like button if you hate the Packers. Hit the like that's, button if you hate the Packers. That's a good way to do it. We should have thought of that at the beginning of the show. Love that. Hit the like button if you hate the Packers. I love that tradition. Like when you come from the wardrobe deck going through that tunnel, and everybody goes through that tunnel, and they just all a Green Bay. Like, yep. like the whole like this is like you walk through there, and that's just what you have to say, and it's like. Wow, we don't even be playing Green Bay sometimes, and they still be yelling that through there. Greg actually sleeps in that tunnel the night before games. (laughs) I could believe that. Just so he could wake up and start the chant. I could believe that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tomorrow noon, right here, CHGO Bears podcast. See you then.